you're listening to the high upside show a podcast that allows people like you and me to invest our money in a more entertaining way my name is keen arrivals i'm a photographer by the day but i make most of my money by flipping cards in this show i'll be sitting down with you and sharing my best practices you'll learn my process the lessons i've learned and more importantly who you should be buying what's up guys and welcome back to the high upside show it's your host keen arrivals coming back with one of the fan favorite podcasts. A lot of you guys love when I give my perspective on players. And, you know, we have this series here called Buy, Sell, Hold. And, yeah, it's just one of the more popular series on this channel. Everyone's looking to see, like, what I think about their guy. It's the most, like, the most common DM that I get is like, hey, what do you think about, you know, Pascal Siakam, you know, da, 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 da. So I think I'm going to try and do this a little bit more often because you guys just seem to love it. And, You know, even though you ask the same players every time, you just seem to love it. So I put a post on Instagram, I put a post on Twitter, and I asked you guys to just share with me who you wanted to talk about, you know, what players did you want me to go into, and you guys came through. So now it's time to get into those players. Now, before we do this, of course, we have to go ahead and pay the bills. I want to talk to you guys about my premium newsletter. Look, what we're doing in today's podcast, you know, going over these players, giving this insight, this perspective, this is what we do every day. In my premium newsletter, every day you get some insight on who I think are the best, you know, players or the best cards to buy in the hobby. I give you a detailed analysis on why I think you should be buying those players and or that card. And you get that information before everybody else. On top of that daily newsletter, every week I also write up a, a really nice article just going over some predictions of mine or some hunches. You know, I talk about what sets I think would be next, you know, what players I think would be next, you know, why player X should be this price versus player you know, uh, not X, I guess. And yeah, a lot of detailed information, a lot of insight, and it only costs 250 bucks. I would say that most people have probably made their money back within the first month, if not the first couple days, you know, depending on how much money they actually had to invest. So yeah, right now it's 250. I've been throwing some sales on Instagram. I've been throwing some sales to you guys on a podcast. If you're part of the, you know, some discords, you probably got a discount for me. So if you want a discount, you're looking to save some money, hit me up because the price is going to be going up soon. For what I'm doing, for what I'm offering, the price has to go up. It's a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of time. So yeah, check out the newsletter. Link's in the description, show notes, whatever you want to call it, however you're watching this. It's definitely a good value. And look, I know some of you are like, hey, love the podcast, love the content, can't afford the newsletter. I totally get it. It's not for everybody. You know, that's the that's the thing. I know that. I know that newsletter is not for everybody. So if you just rock with the show and you want to, you know, help out or donate, you can also do so through the Cash app. I'm really trying to boost the quality of this show. I want to start incorporating some videos. I want to get a better podcast mic. So if you want to see that bubble, if you want to be a part of that, then definitely, you know, donate through the Cash app. The Cash app tag is High Upside Show. Super easy to remember. You know, if 500, 1,000 people are listening to this podcast, $5, $10 goes a long way. So don't be afraid to go ahead and do that. I won't be mad at you. And I can keep giving you this free game. So now that we got the bills out the way, let's see what I think about some of you guys' investments or some of your potential investments. Should you buy, sell, or hold these players? All right, so I'm going to the Instagram post first. And look, we're going to start today's episode off with a little bit of positivity. Uh, one of the followers, he asked about Devin Booker. I'm a huge fan of Devin Booker. Um, you know, he's he's in a small market, but the kid can score. And he's so young. And, like, whenever I look at him play, whenever I look at his stats, I just see his game developing. You know, a lot of players who are, like, elite scorers, they, they kind of plateau. 
But Devin Booker still added to his game. His rebounds are up. His assists are up. He's learning how to deal with the double team. You know, he's not as horrible as a defender or people make him. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll chase down a block. And, you know, I'm just a big player. I'm, I'm big on any player that Kobe has kind of, like, blessed and passed the torch to. And, and, and that's kind of been Devin Booker. You know, he, he, he said Giannis was going to be up next and should win an MVP. And then he kind of gave some love to Devin Booker as well. And, you know, what do you get with Devin Booker? You get an elite scorer, somebody who's super young, somebody who can play point guard, distribute the ball, somebody who can run the offense and create his own shot. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to work out for him in Phoenix, but I think that's the best play as an investor. If Devin Booker can get traded to a different team, which I think is likely, then it's going to be all up from there. You know, um, there's this new wave of players. We, we look at Luka and we look at Trey, we look at Jason Tatum. We're like, oh, these are the next guys. And it's like, look, don't sleep on D-Book, man. He's 23 years old. He's a vet. So, you know, he's he's just as young as some of these, you know, other players. So I think he's a buy. I mean, you know, in terms of his price point, his prism is pretty high. It goes for around like 200 bucks, And that's kind of like that third tier prism. You know, we got like Giannis and then, you know, uh, what, uh, Anthony Davis and Kawhi. And then it kind of drops down to like Luka and whoever else is 500 bucks. I think it might just be Luka. And then that third tier is like Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons. So he's already in that third tier. So in order for him to kind of push it up another level, he will have to, you know, win some type of awards or or have some kind of success. And that's why I see him getting traded, you know, as, as a big play, you know, in terms of investing. Um, outside of that, I think he's a safe bet. He's a safe bet to park your money in. So like say Devin Booker doesn't you know, go crazy, he doesn't blow up, then you're probably not going to like lose all your money. And whenever I can find a safe bet with some upside, it's definitely a buy for me. So yeah, if you don't have any Devin, Devin Booker, you might want to look into adding some to your portfolio because he can get to the next level. He's one of those players that has potential to take it to the next level. And if you already have Devin Booker, then I would definitely be holding at this point. He's super young, super talented, who knows? He might go to the Lakers or something crazy. You know, who, who knows? So definitely a hold as well. Yeah, I like D-Book, man. Kick and ball. All right, next up, we have one of you guys ask about Colin Sexton. I think we talked about Colin in the last episode of this. Um, great player, you know, great scorer. Just don't see the potential there in the sports car market. He might sneak into a couple all-star games just because he's on the East, but I just don't see the appeal, you know, um, you know, Colin just doesn't do much that's exciting, you know, at least if he stays on the Cavaliers. Um, I, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I like him as a scorer. I think he's going to be a great teammate. I think he's going to have a successful NBA career. But when you invest, like well, when I invest, I kind of compare, you know, player success. Like what's, what's how successful can this player be? You know, because like, like at the end of the day, scoring's not enough, you know. We have tons of point guards that are fantastic. I mean, we got Chris Paul doing State Farm commercials. Nobody wants Chris Paul's cards. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, for every Colin Sexton, there's a Kyle Lowry. And I, and I kind of mentioned that on my Twitter yesterday. Like, be careful when investing in these younger guys because you get excited about them. You get pumped up. You get amped up. But then you got to think, man, there's 30 teams in the NBA. And there's probably, like, three or four point guards that actually, you know, garner some good money. Like Trey Young, Steph Curry, Ben Simmons. Um... I don't even know off the top of my head, you know, Kyrie, maybe like there's just not a lot of, you know, you have to be like an elite game changing point guard 
to really garner some money. And, you know, you can say Sexton's a shooting guard or whatever, but same thing with shooting guard. You even have to be more elite if you're a shooting guard. So I don't see it happening. Can you make some money off Colin? Sure. Maybe he does something really good. You know, you flip him. But for me, he's definitely a sale right now. Um, if you want to look back into him in the offseason, then that's the play. But I just don't see any benefit of buying Colin Sexton right now or holding him. The team's not going to the playoffs. He only can go down from here. Um, if the NBA comes back, it's not like he's going to make a huge splash and be remembered. Like, his season's almost over. So, you know, I, I would be letting him go if I had him, and I definitely wouldn't be buying him if I didn't. Next up, we got Markel Fultz. Um, this is from Instagram as well. I like Markel Fultz. He's a pre, you know former number one pick. He's explosive. He he has all the tools to be a great point guard. However, when I watch him though, I'm just not blown away. He has like this lackadaisical, like it, like he, I don't know. He has like this this this. It's just not exciting to watch him. He has like some exciting plays, but he just doesn't seem like he wants to be out there all the time. Um, in terms of his upside, I can see Markel having like a Lonzo kind of surgence where he might go up in price just off some hype. Would I be buying him right now? Probably not, but if I had his cards, I'd definitely be holding them. There's just not a lot of value in selling them right now. Orlando might make it into the playoffs, and that can bode well for you. Or there might be some hyper speculation, like I said, going into next year. But yeah, I like Markel. I love his story, but I just haven't seen enough from him to give him a buy rating right now. But if you already had some, if you're already invested, chances are you're probably at a loss right now. So I, I'd be holding just to see if that upside ever, you know, ever happens. All right, next up, we got Kobe White. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I have a love-hate with Kobe White. Really loved him as a player coming into the draft. He's one of the only players that I was excited about, or, or one of the few. His prices now are ridiculous. It makes no sense. I would be selling Kobe White if I had his cards. He's not, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand. He's not even the best player on his team. How, how is he outselling Zach Levine? Like, I don't, I just don't get it. It's a hundred percent sell for me. I think people are just really desperate to have like some successful rookies from this year. This this year's rookie class kind of sucked. It was kind of boring. Uh, for the hobby to have so much hype, this year's rookie class was awful, you know. And I think people are just like they need somebody to buy, so they're putting their money into Kobe White. I'm not saying he's going to be a bad player, but he's just not a good investment. Like I just don't see it happening. It's Chicago. None of those players are working out right now. I mean, people are paying like $200 for his Prism PSA 10. You can get a Donovan Mitchell Prism PSA 10 for 100 bucks. You can get a Brandon Ingram PSA 10 for, you know, 100 bucks. You get a Ben Simmons PSA 10 for 200 bucks. It makes no sense that his cards are this high, and I just don't see it happening. It's, it's ludicrous. So if you have some Kobe White, I'd be moving them. I moved my Kobe White. Loved him as a prospect when he was underrated, but he's definitely overbought right now. And I just don't see that card going up. I mean, what what point guard? What He's selling 500 for a prison PSA 10. Like, that's just insane. Like, that was like Jason Tatum a few months ago, you know? So, yeah, definitely a sale. Not a fan of Kobe White's prices. Think he's going to be a great player, but people are crazy to be paying this level of money for him. All right, let's get back to some positivity. A few of you guys asked about R.J. Barrett. I like R.J. Barrett. You know, I, I, he, his game's a little a little lackluster, but 
I like the fact that he's on the Knicks. I think the Knicks are desperate, and R.J. Barrett's been like the only bright spot that they've had in so long, you know, besides like Marcus Morris. So if he can really get his game together, get his confidence up, and start like producing some decent numbers, putting up like 20, 25 a game, his cards are going to skyrocket. And when I say skyrocket, I don't mean like Luka skyrocket. I mean like, you know, Trey Young skyrocket, maybe Kobe White skyrocket. The hobby's too hot right now for, for R.J. Barrett not to go up if he starts to produce some sick numbers. So it's probably not going to happen this year, um, but he's definitely a buy, you know, in the offseason. You know, once the playoff kind of starts, once he's really forgotten about, you know, he's going to be a buy. His cards are just too cheap. I mean, he's a he's a number two pick. He has all the potential. He he's athletic. He he likes to attack. Supposedly he has like that that Mamba mentality. You know, I I don't really see it just yet, but it supposedly it's there. He has a, a lot of support from the media, from you know people in the NBA. So for me, all things point towards a buy. There is a chance that like he can fall off, that he could be like a Paul George or Carmelo Anthony or you know somebody that the hobby doesn't really just like love, but they do well. Um, so there, there is that possibility that that can happen to him. But in the short term, within the next year or two, if he starts to really develop, you know, really get into his game, then I think he can be somebody you can profit off of. I wouldn't be like collecting RJ Barrett for the next 15 years. Like that's just not a, I don't think he's going to be that good, but I think he's going to be good enough to, to pull in some decent numbers. If I had to like compare him to somebody uh, hobby wise, I would, I would kind of say he might be like in that Victor Oladipo realm where like he had his moment. And then it kind of fell off, you know, that DeMar DeRozan realm where he had his moment and then it kind of fell off. So, you know, as long as you can get in and get out and time it properly, then I think he's a buy. And if you already, if you already have his cards, then it's definitely a hold because he just has a lot of upside. Like, you know, Kobe White's all selling him and that, that probably shouldn't be the case. Last but not least, one of you guys just actually DM me about John Collins. Look, John Collins is a buy. I don't care what anybody says. I don't want to hear the power forwards. The center doesn't sell BS. The kid can ball. If you look at his last like two months in the NBA, like in the month of February, John Collins was putting up 25 points per game, 10 boards, one block, and he was shooting 50% from three. He went absolutely crazy. If you go to like, you know, uh, March right before the season ended, he was doing the same thing. 23 points per game. He averaged close to 10 boards, about 40% from three. And I don't know. I don't get it. He's a bucket. He's 22 years old. He's playing with Trey Young. He's on one of the, the youngest, most talented, you know, teams in the NBA. They have all the potential to be going to state of the East. And his cards are dirt, dirt cheap. You can get a Prism Silver PSA 10 for 100 bucks. I mean, he would have to, he would have to, like, die for that, for that card to, it still might go up. I, I hate to say that. It would probably go up. But like something traumatic would have to happen to him. Like uh, he would have to like go to jail or something for that car to go down. There's just not that many buying opportunities in this hobby. And John Collins at $100 for a 22-year-old who puts up 21 points per game, 10 boards, and almost two assists on a team with like Trey Young, one of the more prolific players to come in the NBA. That's just going to be a tandem for years that is, is just going to take over. You know, I, if you're buying Christoph Porzingis, if you're buying Anthony Davis, like those, if you're buying Carl Anthony Towns, John Collins is going to fit right in that mode with those players. He's going to be that number two scorer who can dominate. He could take over the game. So, yeah, wanted to end this one on a positive note. I think John Collins is a huge buy. If you own John Collins, I think he's a big hold. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think in the offseason, there's a chance that his prices might go down a little bit more. 
that's probably when I'll go all in and, and start hoarding myself. So I'm giving you guys this play before I even really got into it. I do own a few John Collin cards, but nothing to like really brag about. A couple PSA 9s, nothing crazy. But yeah, you can get those PSA 10s right now at the steel, the silvers. They were going for like 180 right before the season kind of shut down. I think 160, 180. So yeah, no reason why that car shouldn't be 300 bucks, especially if Kobe White's $450. I mean, get out of here with that. So yeah, that's it for today's podcast, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you like this you know, episode, the style of things. And again, if you want to see like me do this on video, definitely get back to the channel. You can send donations to the High Upside Show via the Cash app. I'm trying to buy a new camera that can do video and, and not cut off. I'm trying to get a new podcast mic that has some XLR plugins. So if everybody could you know, send something, that would be extremely helpful. And that could help me get this content out maybe, even, you know, maybe every day. So thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the newsletter, all the links in the show notes. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Happy investing.